This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. everybody up there in La La Land. Welcome to another edition of Grizzly and True Crimes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have a new co-host. Yay! Uh, unbelievable. Shailen Rogers is my new co-host. Oh, we got a comment already. I better click on that. Hey, Grizzly, it's Brenda. In case you can't see me. Oh, I can see you, Brenda. Welcome to the show. Uh... From coast to coast and around the world. Good evening, everybody. You know how everybody's doing out there, you know? Hope everybody's doing well. So we got, uh, whoa, I hit a button and then they're knocked over my feet and I'm all big. Hold on. See, I don't know why I drank tea in the <laughs> studio because every time I do this happens like Devin. So, welcome, Shay. Thank Welcome you. to the show. So, Thank you very much. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Oh, I don't like talking about myself. Well, you got to introduce yourself. <laughs> Come on. Um, well, I live in Michigan. I've been here my entire life. I have grown children. Keep going. I just knocked everything down. Okay, I'm just making sure you're all right over there. Yeah, I'm good. Just keep going. Um, I have a passion in helping people. I always have. I can no longer work, so I would like to give back. I do help out as an admin with two other national missing sites. I have been active in those sites for about three years. Um, but with working, it was a little bit difficult. Um, I tried as much as I could, but now since I have so much time on my hands, I would like to help reunite, give closure, or give justice to families, or return loved ones back to home for closure or to be put at peace and see the criminals 
um, actually fulfill the punishment that they deserve. So good people doing good things for great intentions and better endings is what my goal is. And I would like to find and fulfill a purpose in doing that and giving back to the community as well as other families and their loved ones so they can have peace of mind and also see that they are being held accountable and being punished for their acts. Because without punishment and accountability, there is no lesson learned and it will just continue to decline and the value of life will decline as well. And it's unfortunate. Anything else, Grizzly? And bear with me. This is the first time I've been live doing anything like this. The other thing is, is I like for people to get to know me through conversation, actions, um, and develop their own opinion with me. I'm pretty much an open book. Anything, any question you have, ask. I'm completely honest. I have a strong moral compass and I'm very ethical. I think we lost Grizzly. Not a good start, Grizzly. Uh oh, I'm actually here. here. I uh, killed my uh, audio, so in studio. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I need to invent, not invent, but buy a sippy cup for me. So why is it on certain shows so yeah, so welcome Shay to the show. It, it's going to be an awesome. When I say awesome, it's going to be great. So we talked off and on, uh, and we're going to go back and we're going to work on some true crime cases that are in currently and also in the past. And not only that, I explained to her about the psychics that we have a pool to draw, uh, draw from. Uh, yes, Brenda, uh, that is very true. I do need a sippy cup. And uh, I'm going to send you a cup with a lid on it. You know what? That, that would be so awesome. <laughs> I will never forget you. I will advertise that every day on the show. That's twice, you know. I'm in Northern Kentucky, so when we talk about tea, we're talking about tea. But uh, you know, we're here to keep up with the current events. Uh, we want also people in the audience to be involved. Uh, we also talked about reaching out to some of the family members uh, and getting them on the show, or at least listening to the show. Now, we're not here to say that uh, we are going to solve any cases, okay? That's not what we're here to say. We're also not here to say that we are going to give any false promises or false hopes. You know, come on, ladies and gentlemen. We, unfortunately, we can't do that. Now, we may get certain information that the police do not have or the investigators, yes, and we will pass that on. But you know how it is when we get information from psychics. They kind of frown on that. They're like, oh, my God, you know, how am I going to go to the prosecutor attorney or my chief of detectives and be like, hey, we got this information. But they don't have to announce it. They can just go validate it and check it out. So Absolutely. that's going to be awesome. So I explained that to Shay. That's what, you know, that's what Shay likes to go by. You know, call her Shay, please. <laughs> um, but it's going to be a really interesting show. And uh, a matter of fact, from my understanding, you got two cases already, but one is, is in your hometown. Is that correct? 
it's right outside my hometown. Um, it's very close to me. So yeah, so t- tell me about that. Um, it, it's the case of a 17-year-old. Um, her name is Zion Foster. And she, she left with her cousin, um, who was a male, uh, at 10.55 at night. Um, she was going to go for a short ride is what the the parents were told um, with the cousin and the cousin was going to return her home that night. Um, Approximately two hours, 12, around 1230, 1230, 1240, she had texted her mom on my way and she never showed up, she never returned. Um, The cousin then kept saying that she wasn't with him, that he had never picked her up he was on the ring cam picking her up from her East point home. Um, then it began to go into the cousin saying that there was no communication between the two families, which it's a, it's a, it's a family and they were cousins, but they had some dispute family dispute, which the, the older generation did not communicate. Um, so Mm -hmm. then it, it went on to say, well, we haven't talked to her in one year. We haven't talked to her in three years, denying everything. Um, they were able to get the text messages off of the phone from her, uh, from the company. And they had, there was the back and forth communication between Zion and her cousin, Jalen. So that was already proven that he was already lying right from the get go. As the case went on, um, there was still more denial. And what year was this from? They, I'm sorry? What year was this from? This, 2022, January 4th, 2022 is when she was picked up at 10.49. And what uh, city and state? East Point, Michigan. East Point, Michigan, okay. East Point is right outside of Detroit. It's a half a mile right outside of Detroit, uh, southeast. So... And they were going to go to the west side of Detroit to do whatever they had to do. Um, so throughout the investigation, they had pinged his phone in locations. And it, it was in very specific locations. It, it was his home. It was in the area where they were supposed to be going to do in this errand. And then it was in this Amazon um, facility, a shipping facility where he previously worked and was fired from a few months prior. It's very, and that Amazon located distribution center is actually in the, my hometown where I grew up. This is how wow. close. Yes. So it, 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 it was very weird. Like why, why are you in there? But nobody was ever answering questions when Jalen's parents called the, the East point police, the city that she lives in um, to report her missing. They they told her, well, I, there's going to be a 72 hour delay, and then the detective even coming out and taking a report. And they said to her, "We're going to be quite frank. At this point, because she's 17, she is going to be assumed as a runaway." That is so, correct. Right. So I think it was until January 20th. So because this case started the mishandling at the initial, you know, the initial part of it there was a delay and discrepancies so detroit police actually end up taking the case away from east point which is a different county but even though they're half a mile away um neither police department have has a great track record so it, a lot of confusion 
um, throughout the investigation, nothing, nothing Jalen, the cousin, was saying was matching up to the text messages, the records, the ring camera. Jalen has a sketchy pack, uh, pass, a background um, in, in multiple things, none of which is good or legal. And his girlfriend was also involved. So they started going through some ring footage. Well, across the street at his neighbor's, the neighbor's house at his home location, he himself and his girlfriend were caught on camera carrying out something in a rolled up carpet. And that was in the middle of the night. There was, um, when they went inside the house, there was um, an electrical cord pulled out. There was very, um, the carpet was missing. There, there was a lot of details that were very sketchy. So then they took Jalen's car. They did the forensic, did everything. There, there was evidence, forensic evidence that there was foul play. They did not release exactly what, but they said foul play. And there was strong suspicion that Jalen was no longer living but they didn't release it. Jalen continued to lie. He he was not held at that point of questioning. He was released. Finally, um, they decided to get him on um, lying to a peace officer and lying to a peace officer during uh, an investigation. And when he, and during this time, while he was out, before he was charged In most states, ladies and gentlemen, that's false informing. Just to let you know, false. Yes, and yes. Um, and even though they had this evidence that he was clearly lying, and they had the forensic that something there was foul play going on, because why would you have any type of evidence leading up to a suspicion of that there was foul play and that there was harm done to the said victim at this point? Um, so they didn't give him his car back. He was still released. Now during this time, the family of Jalen, which is also the family of Zion, is making phone calls. And harassing the mother and the father of this missing child. Um, then tell them to give $200. The, the mom would actually send $200. There was um, a suspicion that she was being sex trafficked because he had known to, you know, be in that crowd and in that ring previously through, you know, in the investigation and the questioning. Um, and also some narcotic usage. usage. Now, she, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to keep interrupting you, Shay. I apologize. Now, where she lives is known for sex trafficking. It is the second highest rate yes. in the nation. It is very bad around here. Um, so that that was that was a big concern. In in Zion, being a seventeen year old girl and looking, you know, she was very presentable, very pretty. She, you know, she would be prime picking and excuse my language for saying that, but it's the truth. So the, the fact that all this stuff was coming out through the investigation, the two police departments was like going back and forth. And it was the, he said, she said back and forth. And it was two different counties to, which was the other issue. Nobody was giving Zion's parents any um, reassurance, you know, wasn't very, um forthcoming with her and then in the meantime they are being harassed by their family and then you know extorting money and being told all this and then the the Jalen's mother 
which is her dad, the Zion's dad's sister, actually laughed and said, you know, you're not going to find your baby the way you, you know, you want to. Whoa. And this was all, this, this is all like proven. This is all documented proven. This is not just hearsay. Um, so when they finally decided to charge Jalen, they just, they charged him with those two charges. As I told you, they arrested him. He went to court, um, in, he went to court on, on March 30th. He pled to a plea deal. Okay. And while he was in court accepting the plea deal to those two charges, he admittedly in open court told the judge that what had happened was that they had went to his house. Jalen decided that she, or I'm sorry, Zion decided that she was going to smoke marijuana and she just stopped breathing. So they panicked and they rolled her up and threw her in a dumpster in open court. That was under, the un, under testimony. Under testimony. Wow. Zion's parents were in that courtroom. So now this is that that was the first knowing like the first admission of okay, now we she is she's gone. She is no longer breathing. Because at this point, mm -hmm. we didn't know if she was alive, if she was in a different state, what was going on. Um, so now now we have to start finding out where is this baby? Okay. Now she, she disappeared January 4th. Remember? Right. She died that night. So that means January 5th around, you know, midnight, 1 AM. Um, that's when it happened. March 30th is when he said he had put her body in a dumpster. So from January 5th to March 30th, that body's no longer in whatever dumpster, which they went from dumpster to dumpster as if she was still going to be there. She is now gone. So now the landfills are being searched. Jalen was, he was sentenced to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at this just so I, I um, it was 10 months. Okay. He was sentenced to 23 months to four years at, on March 30th, 2022. Okay. For, for what he admitted to? For what he admitted to. But what, like, even if they, they don't have a body, nobody, no crime. I, I don't believe that. I know they're coming trying to come up with something to like open murder, but that's, you know, a different topic. However, where is abuse of a corpse where you would openly admit it? Like there are so many things and how are they supposed to prove, even if they were to find her at this point, how are they supposed to prove the cause of death, toxicology, you know, unless it's like blunt force, you know, there's no proof there at this point. So he knew what he was doing, but even admitting it, he's still not charged with that. So the family, even getting 23 months to four years is not enough. After you admitted on national TV and, and in the court, under a court of law, under oath, that you, you discarded a body. It doesn't matter. We can't, you can't prove that what you're saying is true. And you did, you know, you have anxiety and, and panic. We, you can't prove that. We, how are we supposed to go by your word when you've lied right from the very beginning of this case? You know, it doesn't make sense. But the real kicker part of this is that he was just released um, on January, I believe, 14th. Of this year? Of this year. 
he had served under 10 months because they put him in a special alternative incarceration program, boot which is out. similar to a boot camp. On top of it, Zion's family um, wasn't, they were not informed of him being released. He was released very quietly. So now the media, they find, the media finds out and that's how the parents found out. That's how everybody found out. In the meantime, Zion, they've searched for Zion in multiple landfills in the area, in different counties. Um, with Nothing's been found. Nothing, not a, not a piece of clothing, a shoe, a part of her body. Nothing's been found at all. But it's multiple, land, the landfills and, and the volunteers. And then the the departments were complaining about, you know, uh, we have to put tents up. We have to bring ice because it's hot. And this and, well, you know what? If you would have done your job initially, then it wouldn't have came come down to this. She might have been found. But the thing is, is this this young man who openly admitted to in court that basically you have the there's no thought to human life. Like what, how can you just dump a body in a, in a dumpster? I, you, you thought of her as trash. And now while you're out walking the streets, that baby is still out there somewhere. And, and those parents don't have closure after all the, all the stuff that they had to deal with. See, and, where I'm having a problem with everything, Shane, is that, number one, is the forensic science about the vehicle, okay? And allegedly, they said there was foul play. The door cam camera validates he was lying. And if he's boasting in a court of law under oath and on national TV yep. what he's done... I mean, there's other charges besides murder they can hang him on, manslaughter, whatnot, murder in the second, third degree, however they want to tiptoe around the subject. But I'm not on a witch like hunt. Manslaughter because, like, you, like, regardless, if you gave, she was 17 years old. You are the adult. He is 22, I believe. So he was the adult. You supplied to a minor at, at the very least. You are responsible. So, I mean, to me, that should be, that should qualify for something, a manslaughter. If you, you know, I, especially when you open, you, you openly admitted to it and you dis the way you, you discarded her, you could have, if she was, on, I mean, she overdosed. I mean, she quit breathing. I'm smoking marijuana. Maybe so. Let, let's say the slimmest chance. Okay. But you have other drug users that uses worse drugs and they have the common sense to at least take them to the hospital and dump them at, on, you know what I mean? That, but the, the fact that you put her in a dumpster and then you let her sit there and lie about the whole entire time, that shows your character. That shows that you, what you're capable of. Well, and it now, actually now shows the intent. Experience. Shows intent. So, so one of our guests in, in the background so it sounds like to me like the departments are involved in the wrongdoings of the trafficking that that are involved in town. Uh, that is a possibility uh, that other people are, are involved and they're not wanting to take responsibility or actually dive deep in the case or whatnot. Uh, unfortunately, we do have uh, departments or officers that are corrupted. 
uh, I've seen in, in person. Don't forget, I was in law enforcement. Uh, we see it all the time in, in the news. Uh, we had, I'm not going to mention the department's name, we had a chief of the department, allegedly, that would steal people's money when he would lock up OWIs or DUIs, whatever state that you're in, however they call them, driving under the influence, uh, and steal money out of their wallet and persons before they would take them to jail. And uh, the complaints kept adding up. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? One department did an operations thing. You lie, cheat, or steal, it's always going to come out. I always said that. So that is a good case, I think. Uh, it says, I've seen them also and worked with some. Yes, Brenda, I imagine you can. Uh, uh, it's Brenda, you can't see me. And no, no, I don't know. There's a special thing you have to do to type your name in or something to show up. But yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I think she's right. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, I see, ladies and gentlemen, we need to dive deeper on this. Uh, Shay and I talked about this case. There's two things I want to approach this, two ways, uh, if Shay agrees with it. Uh, number one, I'm going to hook her up with Sport Cat. Yes, Sport Cat. Uh, I talked to him this afternoon while he was driving to Tennessee. So if oh, you're listening. Love so, Tennessee. Yeah, and uh, he agreed to be the middleman so I will not be contaminated with whatever and help you uh, illustrate because he know what the psychics need he'll he'll ask the psychics what do you need you need you need a you need the year the date you need a picture do you need numbers and i don't know what kind of numbers he gives them it's two sets of four numbers i don't know what they represent and some of them ladies and gentlemen they don't have to to new uh use anything uh they just know and also, I never heard of someone overdosing on pot. That's what well, I was now. trying to say without saying it. So. <laughs> you never know if that marijuana, Mary Jane, was uh, whatever, was laced well, with and, a and fentanyl. That, that, was or... what, that, 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 that was the other part of that is that there was, um, because of his background, there has been um, rumored of... Um, unwanted assaults um or some type of sexual um behavior be even with the girlfriend knowing and in the text messaging through them so jalen what from what i'm i'm understanding he's very um persuasive from what i mean i've never met yeah, him actually, but through what was saying and through the interviews that that has also been out there as well have they ever released any of the interviews at all? No, they. That is the problem because because the mishandling of the first department and the way it was handled and then delayed. I mean, a person can't be reported missing for forty eight hours. How do you? How is there a delay to take a missing person report, especially pertaining to a child and a female? You, you know, when there's it doesn't make sense. And then, then you tell them that the delay is because she's going to be assumed as a runaway anyway. So what's the point of her in? Like what, what kind of compassion is that in law enforcement? Number one, but then the fact that it's between the two counties. So to answer your question, I have been calling to numerous locations about the same incident. 
And unfortunately, because of the statistics that are out there, and we, uh, unfortunately, and I hate to say this because it sounds wrong and terrible and coarse and horse and whatever, however you want to code it, uh, we do not take the reports because nine times out of ten, ladies and gentlemen, they're either at a friend's house, they run away because Bluetooth they fought at home. Bluetooth connected. And and, and, uh, and that is understandable. Um, so and we do have to wait. Cases. However, Zion, Zion um, she was she, she was not a problematic child. She she had never had any behavioral issues. She was um, a honor student. Doesn't she, matter. She had was working the night before. Like she was she was actually supposed to be at home the next day because she babysat her younger siblings. It was a very family unit that was very well controlled. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. My, I mean, my heart goes out and, and it's hard to look into a parent's eyes and tell them, here's what you need to do. And this is what I recommend. Now, the counter is ticking as we speak, right? Because I'm here on scene. Uh, so the counter is ticking. Uh, so we are aware. Uh, but is there anything that the department's going to do right now? No, unfortunately not. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. And it's because of everybody, like, let's say that you and I are married and we have a daughter and the daughter and I got into it. She's like, screw you, dad. You know, I, I'm tired of this and just walks out the front door and doesn't come home that night. And of course, you as a mother being a worry wart calls the police. And sometimes they don't tell the law enforcement that, oh, yeah, that her and dad got into it. They, they leave certain things out. They do it, you know, intentionally because they don't want their their dirty laundry aired, but it usually comes out anyways. But, you know, it just it happens, ladies and gentlemen. And I understand her compassion or empathy for this. And I do as well when I wore the uniform, when I didn't wear the uniform, when I was a detective, you know, it, it happens. And, and that's why they have laws in, in that way. But with the details that she has and what's going on with the case has really triggered me to want to look into it further. So I say, ladies and gentlemen, um, what two Facebook groups are you, you in charge of? Um, it's called SOS. Um, I'm sorry. My, <laughs> my, my mind just went blank. Um, SOS missing, uh, 2021. It's for, yeah. um, men and then the other one is for females and children so ladies and gentlemen sign up for that uh she'll definitely post the links of the show yes in there i as will well. I'll, I'll send it to the and uh but let's see what we can do and find out uh i'm going to talk to sporkett tonight and uh i'll make sure and hook you up with him uh we got some psychics that if you're not aware that used to work with the u.s government on remote viewing that spot on the Soviet Union back in the Cold War uh, days uh, with the Department of Intelligence, that's the DIA, also with the FBI, CIA. We also have other psychics that work with law enforcement to recover, unfortunately, and find missing bodies or persons and help to solve uh, cases that are cold. So this is gonna be a very unique show. So we're going to do this one because it's near and dear to her in her hometown and uh, and see what we can find out. Whatever it comes out, you know, uh, 
we had the resources to uh, forward that on. Well, what's really interesting, I think that I want to entice SportCat uh, to maybe to reach out to some of the local media in her area to see what he can find out and see if we can get one of them on the show as well, because they'd love to sing and they oh, would they love do. to talk about dirty stuff on law enforcement. That yes. it just helps. So, uh, yeah, so let's let's do that. Uh, yeah. What do y'all think, ladies and gentlemen? Brenda, there are so many details. To, there's so many details. There's so much more that I could tell you that it, it's just it's it's horrific. It's horrific that the the whole the 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 how it was handled with both counties, what the family went through, what Jalen's family was doing to Zion's family during this time, the lies that were found, the the judicial part of it, the fact the the sentencing, like it it is. It is so bad. And, and there's so, so much evidence, you know, and then the, the, the outright um, admission to what he did, you know, I, I that is what infuriates me. And, and to know that she's out there and not giving the family closure and, and, and the way like the family already had a tough pill to swallow. They're, they're missing their daughter, all the stuff that was going on, all the stuff they went through, all hearing that in court you know, thinking, still having hope when they still went to court and, and then still only him only being charged with what he was charged with and then released. Can you imagine? And then knowing that he's walking around and you don't know where she's at, like, I, it's just, it's horrible to me. It, and, and, and I know I told you this, Grizzly, and, I, and I'll share this with the audience. I, I did, I, I lost a son. I'm a bereaved mother. He was two. It was not a missing case, but that is the other reason why I found passion in in the missing and the true crimes is to give family closures because to, to, to have to, no parents have to bury a child, but I could not imagine when you have hope that you, you, you go on that hope, but that hope is sometimes denial. You, you know what's going on, right. but you can't close that chapter. And the, the heart, like every time I hear of a parent losing a child or going through, my heart just aches. It, it, it physically aches and it takes me back, you know? So any time there can be justice and, or give the family closure or, oh my God, I loved it for a reunion. To me, just that, that small chance, that, that little glimmer of that happening is well worth the fight, you know, and it's well worth speaking out and, and, and being an advocate for sometimes ones that don't have a voice anymore or ones that feel that they've lost their voice. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, Brenda says it sounds good and let's get something together and something should be done about this case. And I totally agree. And we're going to, we're going to look into it, uh, where it's got to go, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea, but we're going to, we're going to take a whirl at it. Um, one of the things that Shay and I talked about before we went live uh, the other day is that before we move any further, uh, she knows the family. She's going to make contact with them and just let them know heads up, no blindsidedness that, hey, uh, we're on a podcast or a live show. Uh, it's strange. I hear somebody knocking and there's nothing to be knocked on. It's it. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I know y'all had to hear it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, in a minute, if y'all start seeing me flying holy water, just bear <laughs> with me because all hell broke loose a minute ago. I mean, my screen was flying. I mean, it flew up, then it fell over. Now, my screen's heavy. 
it does not fly up and fly. That's why I blocked the screen. I don't know if y'all is going to see a demon or evil spirit. <laughs> but anyways, uh, she's going to make contact. Just give the family a heads up that we're going to be talking about the, the case and letting them know uh, what's going on. And uh, if they want to participate in it and watch and come on live and talk about it, the door is open. And that's on any I case. will definitely invite them. Yeah, that's on any case uh, that we work on. Nationally known, uh, small town. Uh, what's the other case that you come across, though? That no, that, that's what I was saying. Like, I wanted to give all the details of this case. And because it's so big, I figured well, I would focus it. on this case today. Yeah, let's do it. Fire so away. Much. I want to know more. If you oh, got okay. it, yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Um. Did you do? Told you about the evidence. Um. The police. The the report. The phone being to match up. Um. Did I tell you about the girlfriend? How the girlfriend is also was a co-conspirator, and she has yet to be charged it with in anything. So. In in the court of or the eyes of justice, ladies and gentlemen, and you can look this up, it just takes one or more to become a conspiracist. Okay. And that I believe that should be accurate in every state. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But back well, then Well, she was present during the um whatever they were doing. So um, that that would be a conspiracist. Yeah, she was. Yes, or, she right. was she was present during when she supposedly stopped breathing. And she was also on the ring camera helping Jalen carry out the body and got in the car with him. So I can't say if she actually helped put in the dumpster because no one even knows where the dumpster was because it was only. It doesn't matter. You got video of two people allegedly carrying out a body. I mean, Ladies and gentlemen, we watch enough horror movies and we yes. know what a body looks like wrapped up in carpet. We watch enough mob movies, right? Well, I mean, who come goes on. up in the, the carpet in the middle of the night and, and put, transports it? You know, we're talking like in the middle of the night where nobody's up or shouldn't be up. It wasn't caught on camera. I mean, the person didn't see it. The person didn't see it on his ring camera until it's, the information started coming out right. of what was going on and they knew, oh, well, that's a neighbor of mine. Now, was there anybody laughing in your room? In my room? Yes. Um, probably maybe in the back room. Okay, okay. Oh, I was like starting to freak out. Now your camera just went black. Yeah, um, it just went. I don't know why. Okay, there you go. Okay. I was about to say, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to say some prayers and throw some holy water. <laughs> man, I'm starting to hear stuff. Well, uh, you know, maybe it's Zion coming and saying thank you, thank you. You know, hey, I've caught EVPs live. Yes, so absolutely, yes, absolutely. Um, and that was the other thing that is is weird. So remember, I told you the two different counties. Um, so East Point is in Macomb County, and Detroit is Wayne County. Okay, those are the two counties that are handling it. Um, it was Macomb County. Is where he appeared in court and was also arrested, you know, detained in. He, he was put in Macomb Correctional, not Wayne. So that isn't, that's the other thing because now you've got some evidence, re, you know, retrieved by the East Point, which is one county. Then you have some evidence retrieved by Detroit, a different county. And then going back and forth, the and majority then some wins. Questioning was done at one county, and then some other questioning was done. The at majority the other wins. County. 
And then he was, yes. And then he was, went through a court system at the original county and was also put in the original county's correctional center. So the, it, it's, there's a lot of conflicting things, but regardless of the conflicting things, there's enough things and enough details and enough evidence and that what he was charged with and, and given this special program that he wasn't even really eligible for. So why was that? And, 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 you know, why the, you, anytime there's a, a, a crime like that, the family of the victims are supposed to be notified of the, the person's release. So, yeah, there's a national law. I, I can't remember whoever's in Long land. Brenda, what's the girl's name? It, it's not Casey law. It's a different, different t topic, but there's a law out there where they're supposed to be automatically phoned out and be like, Brenda, so-and-so will be released on this date at this time. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact us at blah, 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 blah. So now yeah, with that being said, that he was being put in this program. So, so it a lot of people don't understand too, Shay, though, is, is like when I chase people out of county, right, uh, where I'm at at the time is we had state jurisdiction. Our authority was statewide, even though we weren't state police. But if you cross the state line, I'm like the old some bitch. I'm gonna get you. I'm in hot pursuit. We're gonna we're gonna get you. And uh, yes, it's Megan's law. That's right, Megan. I think that is correct. I think yes. I think you are correct. Yes. So yeah, I think that is right. I love my fact checkers. And uh, so what happens is is that some states only have jurisdiction in their city or county. So if a crime happens in multiple jurisdictions, two things happen. They can only charge what they are in their county or jurisdiction. Let's just call it their jurisdiction. And, and they will tag team back and forth with charges. So let's say, uh, without giving away my location, let's say uh, Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, let's say that happened in there. Now, outside Montgomery, Alabama, I have no idea what's next to it, but let's just say uh, Huntsville. So Huntsville and Montgomery. So now we got two departments involved because part of the crime took place in uh, Montgomery and part of the crime allegedly took place in Huntsville. So the two department would should be tag team together. And what they will do is, is they will sentence one person in one jurisdiction and they will extradite that person and sentence them in the other jurisdiction. Once they have the sentences in both, right, the first jurisdiction will have presidents to have them turn out the term. Now, sometimes in most states or some states, I believe, is that they will crucify them, is what I call it, or judge them and sentence them. And they will have to serve out that sentence before the other jurisdiction can transfer them over to them to sentence them, right, and put them on trial. So now you're, you're going to have a totally oh, another can of open worms unless they work coincide. 
But from my understanding, the way you're putting it is like people are like washing their hands of it and turning their backs on it. And that's the problem that I'm starting to have. This stuff's not adding up. So go ahead, Shay, continue on. Everybody's wanting to know what's going on. Um, well, I'm, I'm, there's, like I said, there's so much. Um, uh, let's see. Did they release the actual verbiage on the taxes? Um, well, they put that, that they're, um, the OMW that she was on her way. Um, and then they didn't release all of it. They did release the full ping. They, they released the sites where the cars were pinged at or the car was pinged at. Um, they released that they had arrested him and they didn't charge him initially. Like I said, they let him go. Um, they said they had questioned him and they were that they're still looking for a suspect to this day. They still, the case is still wide open and they, they still continue to say, we have a strong suspect. We have a strong suspect, a strong person of interest considered a suspect. However, they don't say who the suspect is, but you have somebody that's just a minute, like a suspect of what? What, what, what are you, what is he a suspect of? And whoever the suspect is, what are you saying he's a suspect of? Why would he, why would anybody be a suspect in somebody who just stopped breathing and they disregarded the body? So now that's where the whole forensic evidence leading to foul play that they were concluding that Zion was led to foul play and that um, by, severe bodily harm, I think is how it was worded. So that is when the initial, you know, information came out when they took his car, they seized his car and it was in, you know, the impound to take the forensics out. They didn't say exactly what was found, but there was forensic evidence that they determined that there was foul play and was concluding that she was no longer alive. So, so they said that before she, he was even charged with what so he was charged So in with. law enforcement, uh, they can hold you up to, and somebody can fact check me on this. It's been so long. Uh, it's either 24 or 48 hours uh, on an alleged charge. And if the prosecutor doesn't think that you have enough evidence, they can release you. But they can still withhold evidence like vehicles, personal property to do the testing, forensic testing, and so forth. But it still doesn't add up because, I mean, I know it's still an open case. So they're I'm not going to be a like, file, so I'm trying to pull up. What's yeah. The... So I know with open cases, they're not going to come out and say, well, this is what we think. And this is who we think it is and why. So I can I can understand that part of it. 72 hours, somebody said. I, I, and I think that's when, when, they, when they went and picked him up. I think they, they actually pulled him. Oh, I think he was in his vehicle. So when he was being questioned, that is when they actually took over his car. So yeah. they he was released before the car was even fully, you know, done collecting the evidence. But what evidence did you find? There must have been some very, very strong evidence in there that forensically that they would think that, you know, that it led to foul play and that, you know, harm came to her. You know, you're not going to find a nail and assume that there was foul play instantly. So my, and and it was said that there was, in the very beginning, it was said that it was found in the trunk. So 
if there was a piece of her hair in the trunk, why in a two hour time span that she was picked up from her home to when she was, you know, supposedly on her way home, did was she leaning over to help fix a flat tire? Why was her why was her head in the trunk? You, you know? So regardless, like none of it matches up and the the lack of to investigate further, you know, when you have all this pain, you have, you were told she he was she she was with this person. Why why is the the girlfriend the other participant or the person that was there? Like I don't know how I'm sure she was questioned, but nothing has been said about her questioning her about anything that she had you know um, told the police or discussed with the police. The only person that has come up, like named by name, was this Jalen Brazier. I, I don't, there's just too much, too many gaps, too many gaps and too many questions. And then too many procedural errors. And then the, the whole releasing and the special program and, you know, I mean, I, I don't, you kill somebody or you, you're involved with it. You can do a 90 day boot camp. I mean, kids get expelled for fighting in school anymore. You know, I, I, I don't understand. It's just the details and the lack of the forthcoming and the transparency is hiding a whole lot. And, and unfortunately, the lack of accountability and people holding them accountable, it just seems like it's becoming a huge problem. And it, it, it will continue unless we somebody we start speaking up. You know, people can start speaking up because bad people can harm bad people. And that's fine. If they want to harm each other, that's one thing. But when bad people start harming good people, that's a problem. And, and they're, unfortunately, it's, you feel like... It, it's predator and prey, you know? Um, and if you can't trust the police department to, for the safety and to abide by, you know, uphold the law and enforce the law and enforce the penalties, then where, where do we go from here? What's next? Well, I like to see the camera footage of the door or the ring uh, to see what actually it looked like, what they were carrying they out. Did, they have not released that. And, and they won't because it's that, the only case, right. you know, but I would like to see what it would look like, uh, you know, because, you know, when somebody says they wrote them up in, in the carpet and there's carpet missing out of the house. That came you know, from the police department. The police department did that came from the police department that, that that they had that footage. However, that footage has not been released to the public. Well, I could understand why, but right. you know, did they cut out carpet out of the living room, the bedroom? It was um there, so it was an, a big area rug that was underneath the coffee okay. table, and they could see the imprint. And there's also they found pictures um from social media of the the carpet there, just like days prior, and then that carpet was gone, and then right by that carpet where supposedly she the incident happened like that where they were at when this the incident took place of her you know where she stopped breathing um that is where um i think it was a cord and i i i don't want to it's a cord to something i can't remember if it was to a, a, a dryer but then it was also pulled out there was a plug um like a socket 
you know, it might've been a lamp or something because whatever it was, was the electrical socket was damaged. So there was other things that were found that were very suspicious um, to, to the nature of the place where it was placed, you know, the, the carpet that was there just days prior and pictures and then it was gone. Um, the damaged socket and then the debris they found. I don't know if it was like a broken cord or a piece of cord, um, but it would make sense that if it was ripped out of the wall somehow. So now that leads you to believe, what was that cord? If, if it was a cord thing. And what was her name again? Cord, I'm going to try and pull up a picture of her. Um, Zion Foster. Z-I-O-N? Yep, I can send it to you if you want. Foster. Let me see if it pulls up. If not, yeah, I'll send it to me by messenger. A cousin who threw East Point Team Foster's body. Okay, let's click on Detroit local. Uh, yeah, I do have a picture here. of her. This website. I don't want to. I hate cookies. Well, uh, I love cookies to eat, but I hate cookies, all right? So, what are we doing here? Okay, are let me. Uh, a video? I'm going to send it to you right now. Uh, no, let me do it this way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pull up a news clip on WDIV Channel 4 Detroit. Let me, uh, yes, I know, ladies and gentlemen, I'll make sure and do it right this time. I'll click the right buttons. Bear with me. You're going to see a bunch of mumble jumble stuff. And uh, I am going to mirror my camera. Well, you don't want to mirror my camera. I hit the wrong <laughs> button already. All right, present. Uh, share screen. Now, I should have a little button where it says share audio. Ah, I already hit. Okay, so uh, there, and there was that. that and here we go, thing, ladies um, and gentlemen. In October, there was. Can you um, see it? Oh, there you go. Yep, that's our local news. Can you see it? Yeah, All I right, can see here it. we go. Let me turn up the volume. All right, here we go. Right next year at five today, the suspect in the death of Zion Foster is a free man, and it has her mother outraged. If you aren't aware of the case, let's just go ahead and get you caught up a little bit. Foster went missing January 4th. This was last year. Her cousin, Jalen Brazier, confessed to dumping her body in a dumpster after claiming he discovered she died while the two were smoking marijuana. After a months-long search in a Macomb County landfill, her remains were never found. Sean Lay spoke to Zion's mother today, and Sean... Uh, he was supposed to be locked up for what, at least two years? 23 months to four years was the sentence, Kimberly. I can confirm tonight that Jalen Brazier is out. Department of Corrections has released him, and this is blindsided Zion Foster's mother. Were you made aware that his sentence had been changed? No. Why? <laughs> that is a good question. The last person with Sierra Milton's daughter, Zion Foster, was Zion's cousin, Jalen Brazier, last January 4th. Brazier told investigators Zion just died. He panicked and dumped her body in the trash. Last March, Macomb County Judge Edward Servito sentenced Brazier to 23 months to four years in prison for lying to police as they searched for Zion. But we've learned 
the Michigan Department of Corrections put Brazier in a special alternative incarceration program, a boot camp, drastically cutting his sentence. His release date is today. Zion's mother was never told by Judge Servito that this was happening. She did get this note from someone close to the case that it could happen. The document that I received that told me that he was um, going to be free, it said that this was approved by the judge. Um, my reaction, I'm livid. I'm absolutely livid. Detroit police spent months picking through a landfill, unable to find Zion's remains. Without Zion's body, local four crime and safety expert Darnell Blackburn says the case just gets more difficult. The time frame is also a big factor. How long before they even were tipped off? And I think it was several months before they even were tipped off that the remains were in the dump site. They, they're, they're talking to them. Uh, our detectives are constitutionally doing everything they can to talk to him, investigate him. Someone's life is gone. Things are forever changed. And you just get to go back to live your life like nothing's happened. And right now, Jalen Brazier is free out on parole. Now, we also know September 13th, last year, last fall, Judge Servito signed off on Department of Corrections, putting Brazier in that boot camp program. We're trying to ask the judge tonight, did he know with the completion of the program that uh, there was a big possibility that Brazier could be released by Department of Corrections. Another big question for uh, Zion's mom. Does she have standing in his court to bring this up again, to object to this, to have it reviewed again? We're live tonight. Sean Light, Local 4, back to you. Okay, Sean, thanks. Well, I can tell you, in my opinion, by looking at the judge, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to uh, retire. But that's just don't. There we go. Yeah, that the, we this county actually the county that that judge is in this this is the county I live in. Um, the where the she lived in East Point. Um, we it's in Macomb County, and this is the county I live in. So those judges and those prosecutors are the prosecutors of the county I live in, and their their whole judicial system is very flawed and very lenient, which is is a huge problem with all, a bunch of other cases from little to huge. So, yes, there's yeah. it is a strong, strong statement for you to make that just seeing that little tiny clip, because that's how most people feel in this county. Is, currently. is, is that a small county? No. Or a small no. department? No. Macomb County okay. is very big. Okay. Uh, the city I live in is the third largest of the state. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That, the reason why I ask that is you usually see a lot of this in small jurisdictions or small towns that don't have the uh, resource and stuff. That's why I was asking. Yeah, no, we have a, we have a, it's a big county. I mean, he actually said, you know, that uh, he actually did dump the body. And I'm just, I'm shocked. Yep. So. I and just, then lied because of it. And then lied that whole entire time, you know, from like, he didn't know she was dumped on January 5th. He did not admit to dumping her body until March 30th. 
So the, how does, like, you live with that, and then if if you did, like, you would think that your conscience would get to you, like, wow, I, okay, you calm down, your adrenaline's gone. At some point, it would come to you, like, maybe I did the wrong thing. You you could have made an anonymous call. You could have made a tip. You, something, you could have, he could have done something if it was truly an accident. But unfortunately, there's no way to prove if his statement of it even being an accident and he panicked. And there's no, you know, there, there's no way to prove that that would, the validity of his statement. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and it, what's the odds of finding her at this point? I mean, we have multiple landfills and, and they're huge um, in many counties and they, they, they did look, but it, it, they didn't look it until summer. Um, I think they started the the search. Um, I want to say in Jul- it wasn't until um, summertime, you. which didn't also make sense to me because why, if he admitted to dumping the body in the dumpster um, on March 30th, the, they know that you're not going to find it in the dumpster. Like no dumpster is going to go three months without being emptied because he said he dumped it in Detroit. No dumpster in Detroit is going to go unemptied for three months. So why, why was there such a delay in going to landfills and trying to recover the body? Can you see this, Shane? Did I share it right? Yep. So this is Macomb Daily. It says search for Zion Foster ends. Now that's the one important here on. Yeah. And uh, so what it says here, close to $500,000 was spent during the five months authority search in Northern Macomb County landfill for the remains of Zion Foster. But Detroit police who submitted the final numbers relating to the search Friday in this report or this newspaper came out uh, March 17th, 2012 today. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's, yeah. No, no, well, no, that's, that's today's weather or no, is that today's edition? Is that today? I'm trying to figure out a date on here. We'll we'll double check. That is, that is today. Okay, and uh, but tr- the Detroit police who spent the final numbers released related to the search Friday says the matter remains under investigation. Uh, police Chief James White issued an update last week that stated ending the search without recovering the 17-year-old East Point teen remains is very difficult for all of us. Uh, I can only imagine the pain Zion's family is going through, and we certainly share in the pain, White said in the statement. Uh, the chief also said investigators have submit, uh, submitted a warrant package for the murder Zion Wayne County's Persky office for review. I, I hate these pop-ups. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the department continues to follow up on tips for the community. Now what happened? Get out of there. Uh, while this operation has concluded, our, invest- our investigations has not. We are confident in the work our investigations have done, White said. The search team earlier this month announced they have halted the hunt for the missing East Point High School student whose body and who's believed have been put in the field. The team have been meticulously digging through a section of pine tree acres landfill on Mile 29 Road in Lenox Township. According That's in Macomb to the official, the Operation Zion search was comprised of a 100-foot by 100-foot area. Search area consisted of four phases. 
removing 20 feet of material above the focus area, searching sections of the focus area on a 50 by 50 foot search deck, disbanding the operation and clearing debris, conclusion of the search and cleanup of the site, crews searched through a total of 3,500 truckloads of focus search material totaling 15 million pounds or 7,500 tons of search uh, material search. More than $453,000 was donated from the community and business partners for this operation. That is true. Wow. Because there, yes, I mean, there, there was donations and people volunteer. This this um was released actually October 23rd, October 23rd in 2022. Oh, is it? Um, yes. But... Um, Oh God, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, They did, they, there was also, before you started reading that, I was going to tell you, there was also a false report that was given that made it to the news. And it was, I don't know what, if it was police station, but, um, or if it was somebody that was at the, there was also a false report that went over the news that Zion's body had actually been recovered. So that went like, you know, that got everybody confused. So then now, so people think her body is recovered. Now you've lost, you know, they, okay, that's great. And now you kind of lose an audience and then it was retracted, but then you got to hope that people pay attention to that and say it was, you know, false that her body was actually not recovered, but there was never any, um, no source was given as to where it came from. Like, why was it wow. reported, you know, over media that it, on the news, it wasn't through like a Twitter feed. It was on the news that her body had recovered actually a hundred feet under something like the details. Um, and then people were asking like, what was the, what was uh, the, what did the autopsy report say? What did um, Diane Foster die from? So, like all these questions, like you're you want to answer questions that don't even apply at this point because of this false statement that was put over the news that her body had been recovered, but because such detail in that in the statement that was with the body recovery was included, why would anybody think that that wasn't a true statement? But she is still, you know, not recovered. So this is not only a national case. This is a worldwide case. Yes. Yes. So I've seen UK picking it up. I've seen other countries picking it up. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, how did, how did I miss this? So that's that's really weird. So I mean, there's like her Facebook, her TikToks, and so. But yeah, that's uh, that's something else. I, I I don't I don't get that. I really don't, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, something's not adding up. And no, I, and they're still I, investigating, and, and there's a suspect. Like I, it's just I I don't. That that whole thing is kind of iffy to me, you know, and they can say that it's unfortunate they feel and they feel bad. But, you know, it's I, I'm not going to say it's their fault, but 
the details in the lack of them being accountable and the initial investigation and the mishandling and the miscommunication, I clearly, and that is a lot of stuff is now coming out again because of how he was released and it was kept so quiet in the special program and, you know, and the parents weren't notified. Why is that like that? There's no transparency there and the, the how there was no disclosure of anything. To me, if you're not saying something you're supposed to be saying and you're 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 not doing stuff that you're supposed to be doing by law and what's expected, there's something to be said in that. And now this now it's their burden to prove that they're not leaving certain details or aspects of what went wrong out. And that's the mis that's unfortunate with the two counties, the two police departments, because now it's a back and forth, back and forth. Well, being in law enforcement, I understand they, they will not release everything, right? Um, ladies and gentlemen, with a remains of a body, even though if it's just bones or a skeleton, they can tell whether it's been strangled. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into the details because I don't want the bad people to know, but there's certain things that tells from certain bones that strangulation had occurred. I'm not going to explain that on the air. You can no, do you your own do. research. Uh, you know, uh, we can get in for forensics, but, you know, at this time, what is he doing, by the way? I mean, since he's out, what is he doing? Is he, like, working at McDonald's or something? I don't know, because everybody just found out that he was released. He was released quietly. There there was no, there was no, nobody was told of his release. Like, basically, they opened the doors and said, okay, here he goes, kept quiet. So there was no, like, news media to meet him outside the gates. There was nobody following around. The family wasn't able to speak out upon his release because nobody knew that he was being released. This just came out. Everybody just found out. And granted, you know, well, yeah, he was released, I think, did I say January 14th? I believe it was January 14th or January 15th. He's been out for a couple months before anybody found out about it. So I, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, there's been nothing... He's not talked out, you know, he's not spoke about it. He has not granted any interviews, obviously. There's been no details. If it had not been for, you know, I think Zion, they're, the parents finding out about it somehow, I don't, they're the ones I think that called it out. And there has not been much media coverage on him being released or. What's doing his any name again? What's his name? Uh, Jalen Brazier. How do you spell Jalen? Because I know it's uh, different. J A Y L I N. J A Y. Yep. And I'm going to, I want to make sure I give you the correct last name. J A Y L I A N. No, no. J A Y L I N is a Nancy. And then Brazier. I N is a Nancy. Okay. Yep. And then Brazier. He is in Brazier. Yep. Okay. R A Z is in zebra. I E R. E R. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have access to all of my all of police databases and Nick, so I'm I'm not doing that. It's illegal. I'm just looking it up through ways everybody else would. 
Uh, okay, so actually, I have a video of him speaking at his sentencing. So I want to yes. share this. Okay. So, yeah, let's share this video. Let me go back to uh, settings. Oops, excuse me. That's going to change how beautiful I look. I don't want to change that. Share screen. Okay. Uh, share. And voila. Now, can you all see that? Because I, I can't see anything. I can see it. Yes, I like it. Okay. So everybody can hear the audio, right? Uh, it stopped. I did turn myself in. There yes, goes. I lied. I was not in the right state of mind. Um, there was no way for me to prepare for a situation like that. I was I'm scared. Not, I was... I'm not totally clear on the situation. And the report is rather sketchy with respect to the situation. And I will throw your honor in. I don't know if Appreciate it. Uh, but what it, the report suggests is that you had contact with the individual. Uh, the police questioned you regarding that contact. You didn't tell them the truth associated with the contact. Then you once confronted with information that you were not telling the truth, came forward and told them that you, you disposed of the body. I mean, that's all. That leaves a whole lot out there that's unaccounted for from the court's perspective. But what yeah. circumstances are you talking about? Um, well, when she died, um, we were, it was just random like I, from my brief like from my end of it what, what do you mean i was think long think wrong i didn't know what to do i wasn't in the right state of mind for anything and i turned myself and they didn't present me with anything i after getting my thoughts together so maybe getting lying. my thoughts together Just getting together? my thoughts together i don't know exactly how she passed what caused her to pass i just know one minute she was cool. She was fine. She laid back for a minute. Next, next thing I know, she's just she, she was dead. I don't know what caused it. I did not cause it or anything like that. I reacted stupidly off of fear and panic like I've never felt before in my life. Literally. Well, I mean, people are sitting around and somebody just passes. Did you think about calling 911 or something like that? No, not at the time. Um, I we were smoking. We were on marijuana as well. So my it just my mental state wasn't in any like logical spectrum. I was just immediately just terrified. Like that's the only words I can use to describe so, the moment. Is, is, are you telling me that you're stoned, she's stoned, you think she dies, and then you dispose of the body? Just like that, that was your choice. He's I thinking. A minute and just, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I just did not know what to do. It's like. I mean, the first thing that came to your mind, I'm trying to understand with the limited information I have that this person passed away in your presence. And your first thought is, well, I got to. My first thought was how bad it looked to start with it's like how do i explain like what happened i don't know what she died or what it caused her to die it, and it just like, a lot of possible possibility just popped in my head and i was just 
reacting off of just innate fear. Just, I don't know. Literally, I don't do anything. I, I just didn't know what to do. Literally, I literally did not know what to do. I sat for at least 10 minutes sitting there. Like, what do I do? Who do I call? My kids are upstairs. We just got into this place after struggling for like two years to get it, and everything is falling down. I won't have any conversation in this court. And I wish I could take it back. I would have called the ambulance, called her mom, because her mom's so mm. sweet. Her mom is so sweet. And I just knew. I wish I could take it back. Nobody be in the situation. At the very least, they'd be like, okay, this happened. Confirm this. And everybody has some sore peace right now. You know? But I just didn't know what to do. It's not something. And you know, like I said, in life, you, you, you try to mentally prep for a lot of situations. But when one that you just would never have even thought to happen just happens, and you're like, wow, immediately the first thing comes to your mind is everything about to lose, how it's going to affect your kids, your life in general. And then after that, how it's flipped when whoever, it, it, it's like play, play telephone and change many times. Facebook, everything, just a lie hitting me at once. So I had to just take time and try to get my thoughts together because I was on panic mode. Ever since that happened, he's contradicting himself. Yes, that yes. I'm trying to find. I'm I'm going to try to find send you. And I can't even explain it. What happened? I just can tell you my honest reaction. Oh God, what is that? on my client's behalf, you know, I, I can say this, uh, every interaction I've had with him, whether it's over the phones, uh, via Zoom or, or personal jail visits, it's the same reaction. We wish you could take it all back. And, and we know that's not possible, but if there's one person that might deserve to be able to take it back, he does, because he's showing nothing but regret and sorrow and, and just an utter confusion on his own actions. You know, he, he expressed me on multiple occasions. I can't believe I did what I did. I still can't believe it because I'm not that person. And I don't believe a lot of my clients because they're always just trying to get over, trying to increase their time in jail or prison or whatever it might be. This gentleman's not one of those persons. Hey, well, Mr. Prosker. Hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me click on this and get rid of it real quick so I can see everybody. Uh, that was very interesting. And actually, uh, Connor dicted himself a few times. Uh, what the verbiage he was saying. Uh, I will release this information out to you all that do not know this for a fact. Uh, yes, he was emotional. But here's the things, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you may say I'm kind of rude or crude. Uh, my opinion, those were crocodile tears and fake emotions and here's why what do people do when they go to funerals can anybody explain that to me and out there in in the uh chat rooms what do people do when they go to funerals when they're sitting there does anybody know i'm gonna give you a second to think about it before i even even talk about it brenda 
Exters, Revitalizians, William, Nighthawk, what do people do? There's not a right or wrong answer. I'm just saying what the average person thinks happens. Because I've been trained. I know things. That's why my daughters didn't like me growing up. <laughs> Neither did uh, my ex-wife. So, no answers. Is anybody going to answer yes, no? Just type yes or no. They're all waiting. They're like, what's he going to say? Okay, so what people do at, at funerals, what is passed around up and down the aisles? What is that? I've been using them. What is it, Jay? <laughs> the Kleenex? Yeah, and what do you do with the Kleenex? You wipe your nose and wipe your eye, your tears. You wipe your tears. And what 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 was the other thing you said you wipe? Your nose. Okay. It has been proven beyond a reasonable doubt that if you are telling the truth, okay? Now listen, ladies and gentlemen, because you're going to use this against your loved ones and your friends and whoever else that you come across in in life. If you are crying and your nose is not running, you are not telling the truth. Oh, that's good. Your body will not produce snot, a runny nose, if you're lying. It cannot. Oh, somebody's done digging me like you shouldn't be talking about that. I guarantee it's what some one of my law enforcement buddies are saying. Let me see. Uh, I never thought I, about that, but you're right. I did not expect it so quick. This week is crazy. I'm in Lancaster all day tomorrow. I have family out of state. Uh, okay, it's somebody else. Usually I get people dinging me right off. So yeah, so that uh, that is, uh, I was taught that early on in law enforcement because, uh, uh, well, they call it interrogation, but I like, I like to call it interviewing. Uh, it's more soft and subtle. Uh, it's not as a harsh term. And uh, I got very good at it, but also I learned throughout my career and lifetime that everyone's like, man, you are so great. You're like the human lie detector. That's what my kids call them. And they's like, you know, that's a blessing. No, actually, it's not because that's why I'm not married. Uh, that's why my daughters kind of have hard feelings from time to time. And when I climb the, climb the corporate ladder, I always tell my bosses, stop. Don't even go any further. Just tell me you don't want to talk about it or it's not the right time. And they were like, I hate it, Grizzly, when you do that. Well, don't lie. That's all you have to do. You know, I know body expressions. I know micro expressions. I know the change of your voice and tone. You know, I never let you sit behind a desk. We're, we are knee to knee when we interview. When we speak, we're knee to knee. So I look directly in your eyes. But anyways, so that's just a tidbit out there. You know, uh, some information that you all can put in your toolbox. So that's indication to me. Uh, and, and especially he kept saying, well, I had to sit there for 10 minutes and figure out what to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was trying to figure out, dude, I've, I've really screwed up. And now how I'm going to cover this up to make it look like something I did did not happen. And to make sure that it doesn't come back and bite me in the butthung bunghole. 
and so forth. So, you know, um, well, yeah. the, the, and he said, I had to gather my thoughts. And that's what I said earlier. Like he said that more than once. Right. If you, okay. So at some point, if you did panic and you didn't know what to do, once you gathered your thoughts and the, you started to calm, you would think the logical thing would be to at least make an anonymous tip, anonymous phone call, but not continue on and then torture and lie and deceit. But of course you're going to cry because you're in front of the judge and you're saying what you, you know, you, you have, it's you, you're crying for you. You're not crying for your action. You're crying for you. And I'm sorry, anything that he would have said, like you're like any you're nothing you say is would take the validity in it the percentage is a lot lower than it is higher when in being believable or not truthful in any matter like some it's not going to it's if you're if he's saying something it's because of for the benefit of him it's it's not for the benefit to give his the family closure or for the victim to be you know put to rest like i it's it's too much time too much time has passed too too many lives have been told if you honestly felt bad why your the the family his family like his parents and stuff knew about it and then you tortured the mother on top of it knowing that what her daughter was not alive anymore so if you honestly felt bad and you didn't know what to do at what point do you stop continuing on with the charade? You know, you would climb in a hole and be depressed, not go and gloat about it. And then on top of it, be so malicious and, and evil. And then involve your, your, the, you know, your other family members. So yeah, I, the yeah, gather right. my thoughts. No, I, you know, you're gathering your thoughts because you're worried about what your outcome is going to be. That was the first tear he shed because he was out, you know, running around telling his family members about it, being doing bad things and, and harassing. So where were those tears then? I, I don't like, well, I, I, I don't have anything good here. to say or say that he was held accountable even close to what it should be even close. And that's if her body is ever recovered, just with his admission, he was not. And I, it's, it's kind of like, I, I'm going to say, when's the next time I'm going to see his name in the news? When's the next time somebody's going to be hurt or disappear or something's going to happen where he was, you know, in the surrounding or new or, you know, in that circle, like, I, it's only a matter of time because now you've, you know, that adrenaline has to be fed and it's, they're just going to become bolder and bolder and bolder because what lesson was learned? Shane, here's the deal. I'm knocked on people's doors before because I smell the odor commonly associated with marijuana because I was dealing with something else next door. They're like, hey, man, come on in. And I wouldn't come in. And they were like, dude, really? Oh my God. This this is amazing, man. Call me red-handed. Oh, what are you gonna do, man? I mean, you gonna you gonna take me into jail? 
I mean, they did not like drop their blunt and like take off running. They were just amused and and they were shocked and they were just sitting there like, damn. So I mean, that let me take my last says, take one more Yeah, <laughs> even the judge says, you know, you were stoned. You know, wasn't wasn't adding up. I mean, I've seen people under the influence of, of certain narcotics that do panic, and when they do panic, ladies and gentlemen, run like hell and stay away from them because they are nuts. Okay, but it's 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 different medicate or different narcotics. Now. I don't know what they were on. They could have been a mixture. Who knows? It could have been laced. Who knows? You know, can they still do a talk screen? The technology's out there where they can draw it out of the bone marrow. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it is It is feasible. Uh, I, I got another clip here. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, let me see if I can do it the right way again uh, while you're getting your notes together and looking Guys, at it. I'm trying it. to find, I have a... Um... Um, I, I might have to send it to you and then we can talk about it later, but I, I sure. can show you the actual, um, pinging and, and, and the, the material that I was telling you, the evidence, like the location, you know, so people can see the actual evidence of how that it's clear as day, the technology and the pinging and, you know, and then the lies. So if I'm, that's what I'm trying to find is just, I, there's so much on so many cases that I have that it's now on your side uh you can present stuff too as well okay. so if you have it yeah it's just a little button that says present here you go ladies and gentlemen next video and we are taking a deeper look into the early release of the cousin of zion foster the 17 year old's body still not found after jalen brazer admitted to disposing of her in a dumpster brazer was sentenced to between 23 months and four years in prison for lying to police but he only served 10 months, the 24-year-old spending his time in a program at an alternative prison. 7 Action News reporter Whitney Burning now with what this program is and how Brazer qualified. Tonight, the family of 17-year-old Zion Foster is left heartbroken. This is just not something that's acceptable. We spoke with Foster's mother, Sierra Milton, yesterday after the suspect in her daughter's disappearance was released from prison. 24-year-old Jalen Brazer was set to serve a 23-month sentence for lying to police in connection to his cousin's disappearance. But after 10 months, Brazer is a free man. The state confirming he was a part of a special alternative incarceration program in Jackson County. As lawyers... What we call prison in the Michigan Department of Corrections is just warehousing. Whereas those individuals, oftentimes, unless they seek things out and have family members to help them seek things out, um, oftentimes those people are the same people that they went in and they come out. Whereas in this program, you're actually, something's being infused into you. Um, discipline, um, ad additional programming, additional treatment. Attorney Todd Perkins says the SAI program is similar to a military boot camp and is reserved for specific kinds of crimes. That's not to take away from the, the impact of what the grander landscape is. That's not to do that. But what it is is to say is that you check all the boxes. This person's eligible. Um, the judge signed the order. He had no other reason or no other objection from anyone else. The program has marked some success in recent years. In 2021, 230 prisoners and 28 probationers entered the program after being convicted on drug-related crimes, fraud, assault, and more. 85% of the prisoners and 85% of probationers successfully completed that program. I do believe that in this case, the system 
actually didn't provide the safe harbor for the mother and the other family members of the individual that was the victim. Macomb County Prosecutor Peter Lucido says the SAI program has many benefits, but in this case undermined the original sentence. We need the legislature to fix this issue because if somebody doesn't get the benefit of that bargain on the victim side, I think it almost shocks the victim and their family. Detroit police say they're doing all they can to move forward with additional criminal charges. Back to you. All right, Whitney, thank you. We're going to go now. Okay, let me let me click. Up. So I have something else I, I Googled on my phone. So now we know the actual charges, ladies and gentlemen, was lying to police. So I went to Michigan's uh, penal code. I mean, I'm all about the law, right? So that's the only thing he was charged with was was lying. So let me read this. Let me, let me read the statute. So the Michigan penal code, and it's not like where I came from, Indiana code, uh, uh, Kentucky KRS, Kentucky Revised Statute. So Michigan penal code excerpt Act two or 328 of 1931. What that is telling you is when this law was put on the books, 1931. Uh, section 479C, it tells you uh, the chapter, okay, but it was the 1931 Act 328. Uh, except as provided in this section, a person who's informed by a peace officer that he or she is conducting a criminal investigation shall do not do any of the following by any trick, scheme, or device, knowing and willfully conceal from any peace officer any material fact relating to the criminal investigation knowingly and willfully making statement to a peace officer that person knows to be false or is misleading regarding to a material fact in that criminal investigation. Uh, C, knowing and willfully issue otherwise providing in writing, that's handwriting, a statement, okay, ladies and gentlemen, or document, which I guess that can be typed, to the peace officer, to that person knows is false or misleading regarding material fact in that criminal investigation. Subsection two, a person who violates this section is guilty of a crime as follows. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is why he did and got what he received. And the crime being investigated is a serious misdemeanor a serious misdemeanor, the person is guilty of a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment for not more than 93 days or a fine or a fine not more than $500. If the crime being investigated is a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment for more than one year, or is a felony punishable by imprisonment for less than four years, that's where the four years came by, the person is guilty of misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment not more than one year, or a fine of not more than $2,500, or both. 
C, if the crime being investigated is a felony punishable by imprisonment for four years or more, the person is guilty of a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment for not more than two years and a fine of not more than 5000 or both. Section D, if the crime being investigated is any fel felony punishable, punishable by imprisonment for not more than four years, or a fine not more than 5000 or both. And then it just goes down to about human trafficking, sexual misconduct, and violations, and, you know, and different types of bombs and harmful devices. So basically, what I just read to you, ladies and gentlemen, he got the basics, the smallest charge that he can get uh for false and misforming or however you want to call it lying to the police that he got the minimum charge that's why he went to boot camp uh that's why he got out and what'd you say 93 days no night well he um he went in on march 30th and then he was released january 14th so he did just under 10 months but 10 so months. he did do some time but then they decided to give him that special um program which was a nine day boot camp to, to give him an early release. That's there we go. Right. Okay, Brenda. Yeah, this does work. And you know what? I'm hoping you do some a, a sippy cup or a large cup with a lid. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she knows I spill my tea a lot. So yeah. Um, welcome back, Brenda. Welcome everybody. Uh, thanks to all the admins and moderators out there in La La Land. Thanks for letting us broadcast live. We'd love you for doing that. Uh, everybody that's watching, please make sure, like us, follow us, and subscribe to our channel because this is nothing. Uh, we're going to dive deep. Uh, you all didn't know, I just reached out to my psychics and it's like, I'm not feeling great or good or I would. And it's like, hmm, usually I got people uh, reaching out and be like, hey, anyone else? I'm just trying to bring one on the show. And most of these are women, so I'm not disrespecting anybody. They probably don't have their hair dyed or whatever and makeup or so. Uh, but yeah. So it, it's going to be really interesting. Like I said, I'll get Sport Cat hooked up with Shay. So what else do you got on this character or, or more notes? There, there, there's a lot. Like, like I'm gonna pull up a file and like we can send. I can send. We'll load it up. But like I can pull up the file and actually show like the pings, um, of uh where his location was, the timeline of what he was saying, and then what was found. I it's it's a huge full again. That's why I was trying to pull it up. But um, of what was found, like the they had it in like. What was found in the car, they didn't say exactly what it was, but they said that there was enough forensic evidence to know that there was, you know, that she, uh, there was a concern of bodily harm. Um, and they kept, you know, that they were keeping the car and had released Jaden, or I'm sorry, Jalen, um, before, you know, arresting him for lying. But because they found that evidence, that was the reason they knew that he was lying. Does that make sense? Yes. Because yeah. so they knew that he was lying because of the forensic evidence found. And then some other, you know, information like the pings and locations, which 
the evidence, the forensic evidence is obviously more important, but that's how they were able to charge him with the lying because there was no admission to even, you know, as far as he was concerned, it was, I, I haven't talked to her in three years. I haven't talked to her in a year. Our families don't talk. Um, I dropped her off here. So up until that, what we saw him in court talking to the judge and saying what he said about putting her body in the dumpster, he never told anybody anything different or that any harm or, or her even smoking marijuana, anything up until that court date. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that, yes, that, so that's why they're saying the pending is the investigation is still ongoing that they have um, a suspect, a person of interest, but everyone knows who the suspect is. But what about the other, you know, like why is nobody else being held accountable and why wasn't he charged with anything more like abuse of a corpse? Right there, I mean, abuse of a corpse, regardless of how she died, she died in your home and you disposed of her in, in the manner you did instead of calling the authorities. So right. why wasn't he charged with that? And then why so, the girlfriend not being like the girlfriend, she was involved in it. She is the abuse of a corpse. And so do you, do you know the law in Michigan about abuse of a corpse? I, I don't know the specifics. Okay. I know it's a, it's a, it's against the law. Okay. Well, I'm going to read it because I, okay. you know, being in law enforcement, I love to have facts because we always got these people out here. that's going to fact check this. So in Michigan, the abuse of a corpse, the statue is 525.120. That's 525.120. Uh, no, that's actually Kentucky. I, that's why I was like, why is that? Yeah, I try, when I, I said 525, I, I got it right here. And this is, uh, no, that's still Kentucky. Why does it keep? Okay, here we go, Michigan. Now, uh, Michigan Penal Code of Okay, Michigan Penal Code Act 328 of 1931. It's uh, 750.160, 750.160, Section 160. A person not being lawfully authorized so to do who shall willfully, willfully dig up, dis disturb, remove, convey away a human body or the remains therefore from the place where the body may be known knowingly aid in such disturbment removal convey away or shall mutilate the face remove or carry away a portion of the dead body of a person whether in his charge for beer a burial or defacement, removal, or carrying away, embalming the body for the purpose of post-mortem examination, every person thereto, either before or after the fact, shall be guilty of a felony, punishable by imprisonment for not more than 10 years, or fine not more than $5,000. This section shall not be construed to prohibit the digging up disturbment or removal or carrying away of scientific purposes uh, the remains for prehistoric persons by preservations 
of establishing scientific institutions or societies or having the consent and running of the owner of the land which the remains may be disturbed, removed, or carried away. So basically, yes, they he could have been charged with that because he openly admitted it in a court of law that mm-hmm. I carried away. And uh and not only do they have that verbal uh so ladies and gentlemen, here okay. All right. So what is the difference? And this is a question. Uh, yes, Brenda, uh, he should get more because the way he handled the body. I agree. She's ex-law enforcement, too, or retired law enforcement. Yeah, I totally agree. So what is the difference, ladies and gentlemen? Because this is very important if you're going to be involved with this crime uh, case or any cases in this live show. What is... Yeah, you know, lazy judge is what she said. Uh, what is the difference between a confession and an admittance? So, what is the difference between a confession and somebody that admitted something? An admittance. Does anybody know? Not you, Brenda. I know you know the answer, so don't answer. Anybody out there in Facebook land or in the comments or anything? Does anybody know the difference? It's no big deal if you're not. I'm not calling anybody ignorant, but there is a distinction, okay? And I'm going to clear this up because this is going to be crucial learning how judges and law enforcement deals with cases. Does anybody know the difference between an amendment and a confession? I know a lot of people right now is probably on Google Googling it, but it's okay. You know, power is knowledge and knowledge is power. I always believe that. So nobody's answering, so I'm going to answer it for you. So a lot of people will admit to something. Grizzly, did you kill that person? Yes. Oh, my God. He did. He did do it. He just said he did it. Okay. Is the prosecutor going to take that? Probably not, because a lot of people will admit to a crime and not done it or do it or have done it or participated, right? That happens. And everybody's like, what? So in a confession, this is how confession goes. Grizzly, did you murder that person? Yes. Grizzly, man. So how did it happen? Man, I was high, and we got in an argument, and he pushed me, and I was like, man, leave me alone. And there's this nice candlestick. It was made out of marble. It was my great-grandmother's. as an antique. He pushed me off the couch. I got pissed off. I wasn't thinking. I picked it up, and I knocked him across the forehead with it. And man, I, that was not my intention, but it killed him. And, you know, I called 911 and I tried to do CPR, but that's what happened. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the difference is now you noticed that I've provided you elements of the crime. I described in detail what happened, how it happened, what was used. 
And that's why in cases in the media or law enforcement will not release certain elements of that crime is because they don't want people to come forward and say, yeah, that was me. I did it, man. I'm, I, I'm your guy. I'm your girl. Because some people want the fame. You know, they will try to claim that. So they leave elements out. What was used? Uh, how how they died, or they will say how they did die, but they won't say everything that caused the death. Because when they interview somebody, or if you want to say interrogation, so be it, they want the details and elements, how you did it, and the, and the elements of the crime. That way they can say, Grizzly is our guy. He just confessed A, B, C, and D. And our autopsy report confirms what he said actually did happen. The tool that he used, we found, and it compared to the marks left on the, his friend's forehead or was the item used that caused his death. So are you seeing where I'm going with this? Uh, yeah. Yes. So his Confessions be... is taking responsibility for what you did. Absolutely, Brenda. Go ahead, Shay. So his would be in his, his admit, admittance? Well, now, here is where I have a problem with that. Not only did he admit it, right? Mm -hmm. But there is allegedly actually footage. So now that actually backs up what he says. So he does not deny that she died. He does not deny he wrapped her body up in, in the... Uh, rug so i don't know why they didn't push that and charge him with that as well that now to me in a court of law with 12 people yeah i can convince them to put press that charge absolutely now why they didn't i have no idea and i think so. that's that and i think that's what is concerning two people in, in this area is that you basically you're telling everybody that that's acceptable like you know okay so anybody i can do this and just panic and say this and you know like that's okay so and then yeah it's it's just like a, a cycle so i i did by you explaining all that that gives me a better understanding um but it being portrayed the way it is and I think that's the, the, the outcry, you know, the outcry of it and not being held accountable by what you were saying. And that's why I was asking you that he taken accountability with the, with the confession, you know, so I, I get that. That makes sense now. Yeah. So well, my problem is, though, too, is that he had a person that helped him remove the body. Allegedly, mm -hmm. we have to say allegedly, unfortunately, but we know because it's on. I wish we had the doorbell cam or the ring cam. I love those things. I used to dance on them. When people <laughs> used to film me on traffic stops when I did narcotics and stuff, in uh, traffic, whatever, and they would pull up their camera, I would laugh. I'm like, really? And I would try to dance for them. And, and they, would, they would freak out. They'd be like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, man, you want to film me? I'm, I'm going to perform. Make me famous, man. Put me on TikTok and YouTube. Come on. <laughs> and, and they would actually put their phones up and i'm like really i was just getting warmed up they're like this guy's nuts 
I mean, no, maybe, spontaneous. Maybe, that's that's fun stuff. Maybe we need to call nine one one. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, get some, get my buddies out here. So, uh, uh, Brenda says a mission is a matter of civil suit. Confession is a matter of criminal case. So here, uh, her mom should have a civil suit on him. I was going to bring that up. That is a possibility. Yes, I love law enforcement people. Uh, I need to get some more attorneys is what I need to do. But, you know, attorneys always want to charge for being on a show. And it's like, really, man, we're just having a good time. But, yeah, Brenda, you're right. Uh, But, you know, I loved Indiana because it it was a show me state ID. So if I pulled you over, Shay, and you were like, oh, I'm a traveler, you know, and I'm like, roll down your window. And you're like, no. And I asked you to roll down your window, and you said no. I'm like, okay. And you, if you say, why did you pull me over? And I asked for your ID first, and you wouldn't. Uh, I would ask you the second time. If not, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Your glass is broken, and your ass is being drugged out of that car window, and you get additional charges, and your ass is going to jail. And they were like, well, you can't arrest me. I've seen on YouTube where this is. I'm like, yay, guess what? You're in the wrong state. Well, and that's the way it should yeah. be. It's black and white. It's, you know, it's black and white. It's, yeah. You know, once you start having a leeway, there's just more leeway to be given. And, right. And that, this is where we're at. And this is why. And, you know, and that's what I'm saying is that it being perceived that that was acceptable, an answer that he was. He didn't know what to do. He he was anxious, you know. You know, like now, now that's going to be somebody else's defense because look, he got off with it, and now he's out again. So that was my point in asking you the omission, the confession, and then being charged because how it's perceived by others. That's it's you know it's learned behavior. It's a known thing. It's learned behavior, and it gives him more. Um, He's, he's going to be more bolder next time. You know, if you get away with something. It's well, not only that, his defense attorney and himself had just set precedents for future cases. His and defense right. attorney can say, look, this is how we're going to play it because I did this case and it worked. And this is how we're going to roll. And that's where everybody was coming up to where uh, there were playing the insanity charge. Oh, he was, you know, not in the right mind when this happened. Well, we're also, insanity we and... we had, I don't know if you heard, but we have another case that's really about, that. we had the Oxford school, the mass shooting um, at the school no. last year. That That's um, another huge thing right now. And um, it happened last year. And that's the whole thing um, with the mental health and blaming the school. Like, you know, you're right. Mental health is an issue, but at some point, if there is no, you, you've got to take, you have to have some type of um, responsibility in, in caring for yourself and, and, and taking, you know, it's kind of like if you're, di- if you're diabetic and you don't take medicine, but you eat cake every day, all day, like, you know, the consequences, you know, there's got to be some type of critical thinking pattern and some type of accountability instead of the constant justification. And if you look up, like, I'm sure if you find like Macomb County, like how you just said that the lawyer, they set a precedence, you know, that's going to be gone an ongoing issue. Remember I said at the beginning, this is a huge problem. And especially in this County where I live, where this, 
he was charged and, and was seen in court. This is a problem. Like people are, there are violent offenders getting out and I'm talking carjacking. One, there was a case just a couple months ago where um, the, the, the uh, man, there was domestic violence with a pregnant, his pregnant girlfriend um, choking her and they let him out. Well, he was out on bond, personal bond on a tether that was cut off and he ended up shooting another girl or no, assaulting another girl and killing her mother while like he wasn't even charged or seen in court, you know, for the, any like to be charged a sentence or anything for the initial, the last violent crime. Oh, it was where, no, I'm sorry. It was a girl he attacked at a gas station and shot and um, choked her because he wanted her necklace. And then he got out um, on a very, very low bond. And while he was out of bond waiting for to his to go back to court, he um, assaulted his girlfriend and killed her mom. So this is constant ongoing in this county. And that that when you said that, it has gone way down. It, it's gotten so much, so much worse than it should be. And the bonds and, and, and the nature of the crimes. I mean, like shootings down the street, like altercations, and, and they're getting out on, you know, um, 50,000, 10%, or, you know, personal, or it's, it's insane. And, and, oh, well, the person never showed up in court. Well, oh, well, gee, you know, they cost their tether. You know, you think, you know, it's like, come on, there's, you guys have degrees. This is your specialty. You are, a lot of those are elected. You're, the judges are elected officials that are voted to protect the people that put them in that seat in the best interest and safety and security of their citizens. Why are you not doing, well, you're not executing your duties. If anybody else went to their job, regardless if it was at McDonald's or a, a firm, if you do not execute your duties as expected of you, you, you're not gonna last. You're, you're gonna, you know, you're, you're not, there's no, you're not doing any benefit. There's no benefit. So by you releasing these violent offenders, these are not people on, you know, driving without a license for the third time. And, and the, the, the bills and laws that are being passed in the state is, it's just, it's insane to me. It's insane to me. And it's the bads overcoming the good, you know, and it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. It is. And unfortunately with, what you're discussing is that there are laws that are on the books, just like Michigan laws and like Kentucky, Indiana, Alabama, Tennessee, Texas, whatever, that they're so old, right? They need to be updated. Well, these are they new laws that passing, like the clean slate law and um, um, the prosecutor in this county has tried to pass two bills. It, it, which are just absurd. I, I don't, I don't understand it. So that's what I was saying. Like I was trying to say that the comment you made co makes complete sense because seeing that with the comment you made and since that case with Jalen, it is how it's gone the last year since then. It has completely, it's crumbling. It's crumbling. So for the ladies and gentlemen don't know, you can have city ordinances, you have county ordinances, 
you have state law, you have federal law. Now, if you don't know what that means, so let's take my town that I live in. We'll call it La La Land. Now, La La Land lives in Wonderland, right? So La La Land is the city. Uh, Wonderland is the county. So La La Land has their own set of rules that uh, that they make up that they can enforce. But not only that, county can trump the city laws, which state trumps the city and county laws, then federal, ladies and gentlemen, trumps all laws. And this is where things get dicey because then when you cross state lines, it's a federal crime and other stuff, and it just snowballs and all hell breaks loose. But the reason why I'm telling you all this is I'm prepping you all up for some of these cases and give you all some background knowledge. Uh, I may not know all the answers, and if I don't, I'll tell you. We'll, we'll get somebody that does. But I want everybody to know, going into these cases, what the law enforcement side's dealing with, what are some of the possibilities, uh, are some of them corrupt? They could be. You know, I mean, her area and her town is known for some well-known activity. Uh, do politicians and departments, are they involved or officers? Unfortunately, yes, some can be, and that's been proven in the past. Uh, so, you know, sheriffs are elected. Uh, in Kentucky, uh, they're trying to pass a law for you to become a sheriff. You have to be uh, certified by the state. That means you have to go to the academy. So in the state of Kentucky, you can be a realtor and be like, you know what? I'm going to run for sheriff out of my county. And because your popularity and you're popular, you run for sheriff, you got it. Well, lo and behold, you're the sheriff at so-and-so. And you have no law enforcement experience at all, but now you're running a sheriff's department. So, yes, that is true, ladies and gentlemen. You can find And Brenda, I, lo I, I love Texas laws. I, you're right. This state is bad. I wanted to, she said the te she's in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Texas, I wish that we would adopt some of the Texas justice. Well, and the reason why every state law is different is because as the states became a part of the union, which was America, uh, every state at the time had different laws. So, and each state governs themselves, but that's why we have federal law that governs all states. Does that make right. sense, ladies and gentlemen? Mm, yes. So, yes. And, and, and it is a little bit confusing. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a test. But, this ladies and gentlemen, I really hope you enjoyed the show tonight. We, how do you think we did, Shay, for your first show? Well, I start off a little... You know, but I'll get used to it. You know what? I think he hit a home run. What do you think, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? For Shay's uh, first show, uh, I actually uh, think she did really good uh, for being her first live show. Uh, I told her in the beginning, you know, as we go, it's going to become natural. She's going to yeah, love talking. talking. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is, right? Uh, Brenda says very good. So, oh, thank you, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be on every Friday night at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Shay's going to reach out to the family. I will. 
I'm going to reach out to uh, Sport Cat. And uh, one psychic just messaged me. He's like, uh, I'm doing her show at nine. And uh, she's from Australia. She's like, I just woke up, you know. And <laughs> she's on a way different time zone than us. And and most of the time, uh, wonderful show. I'll be there. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah, make sure to like us, subscribe, and follow us, ladies and gentlemen. You know, uh, Shay's gonna make sure uh, in her uh, Facebook groups yes, that everybody's aware of her show so they can follow. Uh, we're gonna have it where you can come on live and ask questions and, and voice your opinions. Uh, with these open cases, remember, ladies and gentlemen, that the family members or friends of the family are and can be and will be watching. Uh, we'll probably have them on the show as well. So just be careful how we say things. It's not what we say, but how we say them. That's very important. Uh, I cannot stress that enough. And my psychics know that. Uh, because sometimes you ask a psychic a question, like uh, some people had, and were like, well, I wasn't expecting that answer. Well, it's what you got because what you ask, and they don't sugarcoat things. When it comes to missing persons uh code cases and stuff like that it's what it's really how they phrase it, it it's very soft and, and a subtle approach and that's going to be interesting because these psychics are going to have no idea about any of the things we covered today and it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with isn't that neat i would just love to give them just closure you know i they, it's just been a, a very hard a hard case to haul the details is it's not just a, it was missing it is the, what they've dealt with and i would just just love to do that for them you know oh hold on for a second uh sport cat's like i'm here hold on sport cat i'm sending you the link let's see here ladies and gentlemen make sure my music keeps going and nothing else pops up that i'm not aware of that's embarrassing most people buy a protective case the moment they get a new phone because they know that even the slightest oh, I always buy a protective case I always do this is your emergency broadcast all right announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the US government weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge all other weapons I'm telling him come on use your phone of ranking 10 have been or he's just telling me he just got down to Tennessee but I'm telling him come on live uh, since I'm moved ladies and gentlemen I have to use all these he's like no I'm not coming on live okay he's just telling me that he, he just made it all right ladies and gentlemen uh, yeah, he is late. He's always late, but uh, he went to Tennessee to take a little break. So, yeah, I don't blame him. But ladies and gentlemen, from coast to coast and around the world, Shay and Grizzly. What do you think, Shay? I think he did I good. Like it. I like it. Yeah. I like We're going to really get deep into it. Oh, I hope so. So, uh, Shay, I will give you the password okay. to the email address. So you can, I don't know why I'm getting pop-up ads. I pay good money for not to have that. But yeah. I will give you the uh, uh, password to the email address. Email us at grizzlytruecrimes at gmail.com. That is grizzlytruecrimes at gmail.com. This is not a test. 
and Brittany says I'm going to message him and give him a hard time to answer. <laughs> give Sporecat. Do so. <laughs> but uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, showing up and joining us tonight. Uh, next Friday, uh, we're going to have uh, Tolly Deeper Show. But from coast to coast and around the world, ladies and gentlemen, good night. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next week. Bye. Take care. Bye. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for